Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the sixth day of February 2017. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen right now. I'm actually recording this on the evening of the 5th of February. And the Super Bowl is going on. The Super Bowl is going on. It's in the fourth quarter. I have no idea what the score is now. Because I'm in the kitchen, cleaning the dishes. My wife is watching a British baking show with my kids. And that is all you need to know about my thoughts of this Super Bowl. You see, I don't really care. I'm not a New England fan, although I'm a native New Englander and everyone their cow thinks I'm a big Patriot fan. I'm not. I don't really care. I was rooting for them because I am a native New Englander. I have no attachment to Atlanta. Um, but that game was dull. That game was duller than dull. Now, if you're an Atlanta fan or a classic Patriots hater, I could see how you would enjoy that game. But I'm neither. And you know what? The commercials stunk, too. And, you know, Lady Gaga was fine, but that's not enough to get me to watch this game. So eventually, I handed the remote to my wife, who had no interest at all in the game, and said, it's yours, with a quarter to go. Now, I was thinking about this. This has been, I'm not a huge football fan, but I watched the playoffs, because inevitably I get into the playoffs. By the way, I'm cleaning dishes. So if you hear me, like, loading up the dishwasher, scrubbing things down, I'm multitasking right now. I've decided to record a podcast while cleaning the dishes. That's how into the Super Bowl I am. The fact of the matter is, I tend to enjoy watching the football playoffs. I can't get into the regular season, but the playoffs I'll watch and I'll get it. They tend to be exciting. They tend to have a lot of competition. Except this year. This year, I think I watched part of or of every one of the playoff games. And... What, two were interesting? Two were competitive? The, the, the ones leading up to the Super Bowl were duds. The first weekend were duds. You know, there were two decent games, and that was it. That was it. You know, after the, after the, what, after the divisional round or whatever it is, it's the, 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 there's the wild card round, then the first, the second round, and then the, I don't know what they're called. But after the second round, there was nothing worth watching. This stunk. And, man, after the postseason we had in baseball, which had the, you know, the remarkable Game 7, but also some really good games, you know, the couple of walk-off games uh, involving the, the uh, Blue Jays, both against the uh, Orioles and against the Rangers, you had the, the wild-card game between the Mets and the Giants, you had some great stuff. Yeah, go ahead. My son's coming in. He wants to make lunch. This. Oh, well, I could do a little bit of everything here. But um, there was great stuff going on. It was, I, I don't know, it's stuff whatever Mommy made for, for, for dinner. I, I'm, putting it away. I'm putting stuff away and talking to all people in podcasting land. Do you want to say hi to them? Hi, Lo. Yeah, 
So this is what it is now. You're now in the kitchen. I'm putting stuff away and cleaning up. My son's making his lunch. And I'm making the point that, you know what? This is one of the disadvantages of having one and outs in a football playoff situation. Because, do you know what? If you have first game's a dud, that's it. Can I go home? You know, drive home safely, everyone. You know, the, the build-up of what can happen in a multi-game series is, is, is amazing. But this was two weeks of build-up for that. For that dud of a, of a terrible game. As I was sitting here doing the dishes, I started thinking to myself, what is the worst baseball postseason I ever personally experienced? Because there have been World Series that have been duds. I know what it is. What? The worst thing you said uh, that you've ever experienced. That's the... Yeah, it will be. The, um... I was trying to think. You know, because even, you know, we've had some World Series that have been duds. You know, the, the, the Tigers versus the Cardinals was a bit of a snooze. The, the Yankees versus the Braves in 99 was a bit of a snooze. But, you know, and, and if you weren't a Red Sox fan, 2004 and 2007 would be really, really dull World Series. But there was great playoff game. I mean, 2004 had great League Championship Series games, and 2007 had some wild, wild games left and right, and walk-off wins and midges and a Game 7 win for the Red Sox. So, you know, there were good games along the way before the snoozer of a World Series. And... There have been some years where the World Series has been the, the great highlight. I think this year would certainly be that. This was one of the great World Series we've had in a long time. And in 2011, which was an, you know, an interesting up-and-down postseason, but then you had the amazing World Series that happened then. But have there been a time that was just a complete clunker, a complete snoozer And I, the, the one in mind, now keep in mind, Keep in mind, I started really following baseball in 1979. And so you could point out individual years and individual playoffs. But, you know, before that, I'm not going to be much of, uh, have much of a, of a opinion. What are you looking for, buddy? The Tupperware. Tupperware is over here. All right. But the one year I was thinking about, that was the equivalent, baseball-wise, of this dull NFL postseason, was 1989. And even that is historic for a completely wrong reason. That was the year that the... <laughs> Nobody cares that I'm recording a podcast right now. Nobody cares, my It's amazing. Um... There's five days this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, yeah. This, this week we're having five days. I thought there was a day off. I don't think you have a day off this week. No. So, now I was living in the Bay Area that year. I was living in Palo Alto. And so there was a lot of excitement locally 
for that postseason. You had both the Giants and the A's were in the playoffs. The A's were trying to rebound from the humiliating loss to the Dodgers the year before. The Giants were trying to get to the World Series for the first time since 1962. There was a lot of talk of a Bay Bridge series and everything like that. Now, I have a real, real sense that you don't remember that postseason, the postseason games that well. Because they were really, really not that interesting. Uh, the Blue Jays were in the, the playoffs against the A's. And while the Blue Jays played a couple of the games well, they won one, uh, there was never a doubt. There was never a doubt that this... Yeah, go ahead. That there was never a doubt that the A's were going to win that series. None. And when the Giants played the Cubs... There was one game that was a blowout for the Cubs. One game was a blowout for the Giants. Then there were three relatively close games in San Francisco, but they were all managed incompetently by Don Zimmer, who was the managing the Cubs that year. And it was just kind of like there was no one. The, the Will Clark got a clutch hit. Will Clark got a clutch two-run single that gave the the Giants the lead in Game Five. That baseball-wise was the single highlight that that is worth remembering of that postseason. That and the fact that Jose Canseco hit a home run that got to the upper deck of the Skydome. Other than that, nothing. Nothing. And that World Series was, you know, it was a... Baseball-wise, the World Series was terrible. The Giants never had a lead in any of the four games. And what's the only thing that you remember? was the only thing anyone remembers from that World Series. The earthquake. The fact, oh, that, it, the fact that an earthquake hit. What's the matter? Sorry. I, no, I don't want it to be there. This one. That's his, buddy. That's his. I know. Okay. It's all right. I was about to say, if they said the first thing you does, I thought you'd say the first thing you does, you the oven on. I didn't. Oh, no. No. So, the fact of the matter is, the only thing anyone remembers about the 89 postseason is the horrible earthquake that hit. And that, you know, that for that for about, what, two weeks was, or ten days the World Series was delayed. And even when it came back, it was kind of like, all right, let's just get this thing over with. And it was. The Giants got clobbered in Game 3, and they fell behind badly in Game 4. They, they mounted a comeback, but didn't quite come all the way back. And they never had a lead once. The It was just... Dull. Baseball was, it was terrible. There was nothing worth watching in that, in that postseason. Nothing worth remembering. There were no walk-off wins. Not one walk-off win in that entire postseason. A walk-off walk win is when the, uh, you get a hit to end the game. You get a hit, and everyone walks off the field. The winning run comes in. That's a walk-off win. And usually, you have one or two in a postseason. But that year, there was zero. And that year they had none. And so it was dull. It was duller than dull. And it was and in the end people were saying things like, Is it even worth playing the World Series this year in the wake of all the tragic stuff that happened with the earthquake that hit? And so I was trying to think if that was the closest in baseball that you got to something as dull as we've seen in this year's football postseason. And that was nineteen eighty nine. That was that was several decades ago. 
that's not as close as I'd like to think it was, because I was still in high school at the time. I'd like to think I'm not that far removed from high school. But then again, I realize I have two kids now, and I have a beard with gray in it. I'll take care of that, buddy. Don't worry. Because my kids are making their peanut butter jelly sandwiches around me. But there you go. One thing I will say is this is now, uh, if you're an Atlanta fan, this is obviously a great night for you. If you are an Atlanta Braves fan, or if you're the Atlanta Braves in general, this takes a little bit of the heat off of you. And this is what happens when you have a team in a region that wins a big, huge championship, is that the other teams around you have a little bit of the heat taken off of them. The Atlanta Braves were doing a fabulous job of rebuilding a terrible team and have put together a... Um, a bunch of very good prospects, a bunch of really good players, and now they're moving from Turner Field to, you know, to this new stadium in the suburbs, and let's see if the stadium's any good. I, I, I've been to Turner Field. Turner Field's a wonderful place to see a baseball game. I wish they would send that stadium either to Oakland or Tampa Bay, and, uh, or maybe you know, send it to another market so they can have an expansion team there. But the fact of the matter is this. With a title, this is the. I'm, I'm a, by the way, I'm assuming the Falcons held on. The game is still going on. And if they didn't hold on, then I'll go back and amend this podcast. But this is now when you consider that professional sports, major professional sports, have been in Atlanta since the 1960s. This is only the second championship that the city of Atlanta has ever experienced in any of the major sports. And of course, they bring down Tom Brady and everything like that. And so this should keep Atlanta fans and the fans of that region pretty dang happy for, I don't know, the next couple of years. And buy the Braves enough time and enough goodwill that they can afford to build this team right. Atlanta's a strange sports market. It's huge because it's basically the city of the South. And there's a certain southern pride that you saw come about with the Falcons this year. You saw it when the Braves exploded into greatness in the, in the 1990s. But there also can be a strange amount of indifference. You know, there's a reason they wanted to move into the suburbs. And, man, you take a look at the Braves' playoff attendance, even the last bunch of years during their great run, they had trouble filling up the joints, even the National League Championship Series in 2001. So the fact that... Yes. So, this will allow the Braves to take the Dansby Swansons, to take all the, all the young players coming up through their system right now, build them up, build them correctly, and not worry about, well, what are we going to do for this fan base? What do they do for fan base? I don't know. Hand out Falcons t-shirts? Hand out Falcon DVDs or whatever it is you need to do? This is an interesting time to be an Atlanta Braves fan because they now can afford the rebuild and they're doing a fantastic job of it. You know, they're timing things kind of well. I don't think they're going to win the division this year, but I think they're going to make a huge stride. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs this year? No. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs next year? Maybe. You see how quickly teams turn around, especially if they're building from within. And building from within without wondering if you have a ticked-off fan base. So, if you're an Atlanta fan, 
This is quite a night for you. This is an amazing night for you. This is one of those nights you're never going to forget. If you're an indifferent football fan like me, this is a night that you're forgetting while it's happening. I'm more interested in this paper towel I've ripped off and the lunch that my kids are making right now than the goings-on in the football game, which I have no idea whether or not it's still going on. Hey, buddy, throw this out, would you? Yeah, he dropped it right on the floor. So, folks, I'm going to cut this one off a little bit. Uh, my football prediction was completely wrong. I picked the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl, but I think a lot of people did. But now, Atlanta, the region of southern sports, you now have another champion. And Braves, you can fly under the wire a little bit. Sort of go under the radar and build that team up while everyone's dancing around and, and loving their Falcons and everything like that. This is... There's nothing wrong with Falcons. They just won the NF. They just won the Super Bowl. I'm saying that because I'm talking about the bird. I'm not talking about the bird. I'm talking about the the team. I know. We'll still watch See, well with the Falcons. This is why I don't have you do a baseball podcast with me. What I'm saying is that the fans of the Falcons are usually the fans of the Braves, and they can relax a little bit and build that team up right. And I'll tell you what you could do right. Do what you could do right, buddy. What? You drop the carrot on the floor. Pick up the carrot. Throw it out. There you go. All right, folks. I'm wrapping this one up. I assume, you know, it's funny. I was going to talk about, you know, the effect of the Super Bowl and everything and, and the World Series. And, and I just was like, I was so bored that I figured, you know what? I'm going to wash the dishes and podcast instead of following the end of this game. And you know what? That's exactly what I just did. And drop your phone into the soap and then it... it uh, yeah, and my son is now is now speaking a whole lot of nonsense. Hey, come here. Do you have a favorite baseball team? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah I think it might be the Blue Jays, mainly because of the mascot. You see, you know what? That's as good a reason as any to root for a team. Well, the Blue Jays might be good this year, so you can. You now the fans in Toronto may have something to worry about. The fans in Atlanta don't. And now let me ask you a question because you want to bring everything back to birds and animals. <laughs> If a Blue Jay had to take on a Falcon, who would win? Easy, the Peregrine Falcon. There you go. You see, you, even now, Falcons fans, you can cheer. And with that in mind, Wait, go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. On Instagram, I'm on uh, Sully Baseball Podcast is the name of my handle. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker. Oh, give me old school and send me an email at info at solidbaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Talking about the orthological traits of a bird washing the dishes while my son makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead of watching the Super Bowl. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the sixth day of February 2017. Yes, I'm posting this on the sixth day. I know it's the fifth. You couldn't oh, no, it. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hey, buddy, what can people call me? Please call him Sully. That's right. Okay, I was uh, premature. Uh, I just I'm watching the replay over and over again of the uh, Patriots now winning the Super Bowl. Now, did they or not? That replay doesn't look like they won it. But I don't know what's happening. Did they win it or not? Well, either way, okay. So I just finished doing a whole podcast about 
how boring this game was and how Atlanta fans don't have to worry now. Well, um, I guess you could erase the podcast you just listened to. Giselle is happy. Uh, this is... Uh, while this while this game was becoming the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, I was washing the dishes. My wife was watching a British baking show, and someone sent me a text saying, "Are you watching this? The Patriots are coming back." And while that was going on, my kids were watching the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Um, so uh, hey, uh, I guess the Braves, you're back on the clock. And uh, I just feel really, really happy for those two-year-old fans in Boston who have never experienced a championship. Wow. Um, I have never been this wrong, ever, on a podcast. And do you know what? I'm not going to erase it. Oh, you, my wife thinks I've been more wrong. Well, I'm going to just... <laughs> this is absolutely surreal. Um, okay. Well, Braves... You're on the clock. You're still the only champion. <laughs> it just goes to show. Patriot fans, you should be very happy that I flipped away and started doing the dishes. And Falcons fans, wow. So, Braves, you're on the clock. And Red Sox, I guess you're kind of off the hook right now. All right.